You know, we live in a generation where we become so computerized where the Bible is almost going out of fashion. Right? But we're going to bring the Bible back. Amen. People paid for their lives to have this book printed. The man who translated this Bible into English was killed because he translated the Bible into English. Now we have it on our phones, on apps. We don't really care about this book. But we want to have the Bible back. Hallelujah. Amen. A generation is coming that when you ask them what is the Bible, they will say it's an app because they don't know that the Bible is a book. Amen. Amen. So from next Sunday, carry your Bible. Let me tell you something. When you see my Bible, I'm reading it on the line. Right? And I write. That helps me to remember what I've written and the revelations God is giving to me. Amen. But if you have an app, there's no way you can write on it. Amen. Amen. So from next Sunday, carry your Bible if you have one. If you don't have one, we're going to give you one. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 to 18. The Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had parted from him, Lift up your eyes from where you are, and look north and south, east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go! Walk through the land and the breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abraham moved his tents and went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he built an altar unto the Lord. Can you just bow your heads and talk to the Lord? I don't know what God wants to do in your life this morning, but there is a blessing that God has for you this morning. Somebody just talk to the Lord. 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 Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Father, we pray that you bless your word this morning. The entrance of your word brings light and it gives understanding to the simple. We pray that as we sit before you this evening, Father, may we be fed a spiritual meal that we will leave this place nourished and edified. Take all the glory and all the praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Who can remember the theme of this year? Our theme for this year. Who can remember the theme, our theme for this year? Can somebody say it out loud? The way you're saying is like you were not in the cross overnight. What is our theme for this year? Can you say it out loud? The year of divine settlement. Hallelujah. Can we say it again? The year of divine settlement. God is saying to us that this year will be our year of divine settlement. I want to preach to you this morning on what I captioned. We have a series we're going to be doing for the next three or four Sundays. And the series is on the power of vision. The power of vision. And I'm talking to, this, I'm talking to you this morning on what I captioned. What do you see? Hallelujah. What do you see or how far can you see? Uh, there is a pastor who is of late. He was a president of the Apostolic Church in Nigeria called Apostle Okon. And this man was so generous. He had no kids of his own. But he died at the age of 90. And during his burial, they were able to count 120 kids that he adopted and sent to school. Not the kind of adoption we say, I pay for their school fees in distance. I mean, kids that were known, 
by his last name, 120 that he sponsored and sent to school. But he had no biological kids. He was a great man. One of the remarkable things about this man that I so, so admire is that he had a very long table in his living room, like a dining table. And whenever somebody would bless him, like sometimes people bless a man of God, as a man of God, take this for your fuel, take this for whatever they give you as a man of God, he would take that envelope regardless of the contents and would drop it on that table. And so, after a very long time, there became a very huge pile of envelopes on that table. You can imagine if you are the president of a church in Nigeria, and every Sunday you pass to a church that is over 15,000, people come in to bless you as a man of God, he drops all the envelopes on that table. And so when you came to visit him, and you were about to leave, he would say to my daughter, go to that table, whatever envelope your eyes see is yours, take it. So, when you went to the table, and you stood before the table, whatever envelope you were attracted to is what you took. And whatever was in the content, whether it was dollars or pounds or naira, it was yours. And I'm asking myself this morning, I wish I was such a person with the ability to see through the envelopes. And I'm standing right there on that table. I'll be able to pick the best envelope. I want you to talk to somebody and say, what do you see? Never, what do you see? Listen to me. If you are going to forget everything I say this morning, God has something great for you this year. Amen. Your amen has partial paralysis. Amen. I say God has something great for you this year. Amen. But it is only what you see that you will get. It is only what you see that you will get. If you see nothing, you are going to get nothing. You can speak it, but if you don't see it, it will not come to pass. That is why I'm asking you this morning, what do you see? What do you see? From the place where we read this morning, the Bible says that the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from Abraham, you must understand the background of this text. When God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, he told Abraham in verse 1, leave your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. And Abraham left, but he took his nephew Lot. They went together. The Bible said they all prospered in sheep and in cattle to the point where the herdsmen of Lot and that of Abraham started having arguments. And Abraham called Lot and said, it is not good for us to be quarreling. We are brothers. Choose any direction you want and go, and I will go the opposite. The Bible says, Lord, look at the plains of Sodom, how faithful, how fruitful they were and how green it was. And Lot went towards the east. And Abraham stayed where he was. Now, according to culture, Abraham should have chosen first. But Lot was greedy because he wanted to get the best. So he went towards the east where the pastor was very green and fruitful. But the Bible says that the moment Lot separated from Abraham, the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, Look, look from where you are. Look to the north, the south, the east and the west, including the direction that Lord went to, I will give it to you. May I say to you this morning, when the Lord is pleased with you, it doesn't matter who goes first. What is yours will be yours. Amen. I say, when the Lord is pleased with you, what is yours, nobody can take it away from you. Amen. And the Lord said to Abraham, all the land that you see, 
I will give it to your offspring forever. What does this mean? The boundaries of the promised land was not based on any topographic features. It was based on what Abraham could see. So if Abraham was able to see all of the Middle East, that should have been the promised land. Whatever Abraham saw was the boundaries of the promised land. What you see, like I said, determines what you get. I used to say this. Remember, what you picture, you capture. I said, what you picture, you capture. What you desire, you will acquire. What you perceive, you will conceive and receive. Can I say that again? What you picture this year, you are going to capture. What you desire this year, you will acquire. And what you perceive this year, you will conceive that thing and receive that thing. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, what do you see? I say, ask your neighbor, what do you see? I want you to respond in prayer this morning. I want you to stand on your feet and respond in prayer. I want you to tell yourself what you see about yourself this year. Stand up on your feet. Tell yourself what you see about yourself this year. If you see yourself getting married, tell yourself, I see myself getting married. I see myself in that company. I see myself in that job. I see myself having that promotion. I see myself in that... I can't hear people praying. Am I talking to a deaf and dumb congregation? I say, open your mouth and talk. Say what you see yourself becoming. Say what you see yourself becoming. Respond in prayer. Respond in prayer. What you see is what you will get this year. What you see is what you will get this year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. This year I am seeing weddings. Weddings. Oh, are we single sisters who shout amen? amen? I say, I'm seeing weddings. Amen. I am seeing child dedication, amen. house dedication, amen. property dedication. Amen. I am seeing money increasing in accounts. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I am seeing new jobs, amen. new businesses, amen. graduations, amen. expansion. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. what do you see? What do you see this year? And the Lord said to Abraham, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. So if anyone could number the dust, then your offspring will be numbered. Amen. What you see will not only affect you, it will affect your generation. Amen. I envy my grandchildren. Because the prayers I'm praying for them now, that they're not even born. <laughs> when, they, when they come out, they don't have any chance to fail. Amen. Their prayers hanging over their heads. Hallelujah. Because what I see is going to affect my grandchildren. Amen. There is a guy back in those days when America was not even popular. He had the opportunity to get a visa to come to the United States and he declined. He said, it's an immoral country. If I go there, I may lose my faith. And he stayed back in Cameroon. Got married and lived in the village and was struggling. Because when he looked into America, all he saw was immorality. He did not see anything positive. And as a result, he limited his destiny and the destiny of his children. May God grant you grace to see this year. Amen. I say, may God grant you grace to see this year. Amen. The Lord said to Abraham, now that you have seen, go, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. Listen, it doesn't end at just seeing. You have to walk towards what you are seeing. 
You have to walk towards what you see. If you dream of working in the Congress, or working in the White House, or working in the United Nations, sometimes take a visit to those places. Amen. Walk in that place and tell yourself, I'll be back in this place to work in this place. Yes. If you dream about working in a company, don't just research that company online. Take a walk sometimes around that company. Walk around the building like you're looking for somebody and tell yourself, I will walk in this company. God said to Abraham, you've seen the land. Now go walk in the land that I'm giving it to you. This is called prophetic action. I was listening to a man of God on TV. He said he saw a building for a church that he wanted. It was a warehouse that was abandoned. It wasn't for sale. He contacted the, the people who owned the place and said it is not for sale. He took his car and drove around that place every day, every once a week for like seven months. And after seven months, the people on the building called him that they wanted to sell it. He went and walked in the place where the Lord had shown him and he became his. When you leave this place today, if you desire to be in a place, go visit that place. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And while you are there, tell yourself, I'll be back in this place to be permanent. Amen. Hallelujah. I am coming back in this company to get a job. I'll be back in this place. Hallelujah. Go walk close to what God is showing you. Hallelujah. Amen. It is called prophetic action. Amen. Amen. So Abraham went and lived near the great cities of Mamre where he pitched his tent. There were people already living in the land. So Abraham could not possess the land because there were the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Amalekites, and all these people living in the land. But what did Abraham do? He went and pitched his tent near the land where the Lord had given to him. Hallelujah. Let me announce to you this morning. Like I said, you have to move towards your dream. There was a lady in Cameroon who left the university and wanted to work for an international bank. But he, she understood that for me to work in this bank, I need some kind of connections. And based on the background where she comes from, she doesn't have anybody to introduce her to that bank. So what did she do? She went and started operating a call box beside the bank. So the bank people will come to her and do transfer of credit. And then she's bringing, she's getting uh, into contact with the people and talking. And so one day, one of the persons asked her, you sound so eloquent, what level of education do you have? And she said, I have a master's degree in accounting. Let me have your number. From the number, she got an interview from the call box and they started working in the, in the bank. How did she get there? She moved herself close to where she saw herself becoming. Move yourself towards what you see. Hallelujah. Move yourself towards what you see. Tell the neighbor, go closer to what you see. Tell the neighbor, go closer to what you see. Hallelujah. Go closer. Go closer. Amen. Maybe you are here as a man, you are not married, and you see a wife in Woodbridge. Move towards Woodbridge. <laughs> Go closer. <laughs> Go closer. Don't be too far. Go closer. Or you can send a friend request on Facebook. Start being close. Start coming close. I said, go. Tell somebody go closer. Tell somebody go closer. Don't be far from what you see. Amen. Or if it's a sister that you like, whenever there is a meeting around, you know the sister is going to be there. Attend that meeting. Go closer. Even if, even you're a woman, you know you can't talk to a man as a woman. But you know, if I like a guy, and that guy is going to be in this place, go closer. You don't know what can happen. Just make yourself available. Just go closer. Hallelujah. 
Some of you will agree with me that you met your husbands in certain places. You went closer to somewhere and you met. Maybe in a convention, in a family reunion. Just keep going closer. And who knows? That is the strategy that Naomi used for Ruth in the Bible. She prepared Naomi to go and said, there is a king's man redeemer called Boaz. He will be at the threshing floor tonight. Go and lay beside him. Go closer to what you see. Now, Ruth went and laid closer to Boaz. When Boaz got up in the morning, he said, whose damsel are you? From there, the connection was established. They later got married. She had to go closer to what she saw. This year, go closer. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, there Abraham built an altar to the Lord. This is interesting because even though Abraham had not possessed the land yet, he built an altar to give thanks to God for what God had given to him. You don't have to wait until you get it to thank God. Once you see, start thanking God because it will be yours. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Once you see it, start thanking God because it will be yours. Amen. Amen. Start giving God praise for that job. Give him praise for your wedding. Give him praise for your promotion. Give him praise for your employment. Because if the Lord has shown it to you, it will surely be yours. If God has shown you your husband as a young girl, even if the man has not made a move, give God praise because the man is coming. Hallelujah. What God has shown you will surely come to pass. There are three things that will influence how you see this year. There are three things that will influence what you see and how you see. Number one, the voice you hear. The voice you hear. The Bible says that the Lord said to Abraham, it was the Lord's voice. It was the voice of God that made Abraham to see. Without the voice of God to Abraham, he wouldn't have seen anything. Except the direction where the Lord went to. The voice of God helped Abraham to see. In John chapter 10 verse 27, the Bible says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. It is the voice of God that gives us direction. So without the voice of God, you are not able to see. The voice of God comes to give you information that you put in your GPS. And then you are able to see where you are going. The voice of God is going to give you direction. You cannot hear. You, can, you cannot see except you hear. It is when you hear that you are able to see. Let me give an example. When a blind man is conversing, he says, I see, I see. Does it mean that he sees physically? No. Seeing is not about sight. It's about information. The voice you hear is going to give you the information. And that information determines what you see. Hallelujah. I pray may God grant you grace to hear his voice this year. In the name of Jesus. There is a difference between looking and seeing. Many people look but they don't see. But when the voice of God comes to you, you are able to see. You are able to see. Hallelujah. May God grant you grace not just to look this year, but to see. Amen. Amen. May you be able to see. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, who has been talking to you? What voice are you listening to? Ask your neighbor. What voice are you listening to? Now ask your behind neighbor, your back door neighbor. Say, neighbor, what voice have you been listening to? What voice? If you spend your time listening to voices of depression, when you, you, when you turn the TV, you go to women that are depressed, talking about their troubles. All you see is depression. 
You watch people that are fighting, quarreling, housewives of LA. That is all you see, trouble, conflict. You need to start seeing, you need, you need to start hearing voices that will cause you to see positivity. That will cause you to see into your future. Hallelujah. The voice you hear determines what you see. Number two, the company you keep. The Bible says that after Lot separated from Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, God spoke to Abraham to leave his father's house, and he took Lot. The instruction was, leave your father's house, your kindred. What does that mean? Don't take any of your relatives. But Abraham decided to take his nephew. From the time he left that place with his nephew, God did not speak to him again until Lot left. He was in a bad company. Until Lot separated from Abraham, the Lord did not speak to him. <coughs> he couldn't hear anything as a result of the company that he was keeping. Now, let me, give, let, me, let me give this example to help you understand what I'm saying. The company of people that you hang around will determine what you see yourself becoming in this country. Amen. When I arrived in this place, my first job was at the airport. I made $10 an hour. Then I had people that their dream was to get another job that was paid $11.50. <laughs> they were working so hard, trying to please the lead. Showing up every day on time, doing overtime because some of them want to become lead that pay thirteen dollars an hour. And when I met my sister in, in, in Maryland, and she told me that there is an IT course you can do that can pay you thirty dollars an hour, and I told some of these guys, "Say that is a lie." They said even people with master's degree in this country don't make that kind of money. Till today, some of them are still at the airport working for eleven twenty-five because every year they increase them by twenty-five cents. The company of people you hang around with determines what you see yourself becoming in this country. They are those all they see themselves doing in this country is CNA, home health aid. They will do that until they retire. There is nothing much more than what they see. But when you hang, hang, hang with ambitious people, people that see six figures, people that see themselves in places, people that see themselves starting their own companies, you are challenged to see more. The company you keep determines what you see. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The company of people around you determines what you see. Yes. This year, be intentional about your company. Amen. If you have a friend who is local, change that friend. We can't be friends anymore because I'm, I'm seeing too far. <laughs> and you are seeing local. You are seeing local things. Anytime I come around, you want to gossip about somebody's new car. I'm thinking about Employing people, you are talking about gossiping around people. I'm seeing too far. You can't be my friend. I'm thinking about starting a company. You are here to gossip with me about somebody that got a new job. I'm seeing too far. You, I can't hang with local champions. I have a destiny that is too great. Hallelujah. This year, be intentional about your company. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walks not in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners. Or sit in the company of mockers. But his delight is in the Lord. He said that man is like a tree. That is planted by the riverside. That bears you in season. And out of season. Your company in this land. Will determine if you will prosper or not. Hallelujah. Choose your company. They say show me your friend. And I will tell you who you are. Number three. The direction of your focus. You will notice that the Lord said to Abraham. He says. 
Look from where you are. It means Abraham was just like looking around. Oh, my, my, my nephew has cheated me. He has taken all the best, the best land in, in, in that I could, I could have taken. And God said, forget about the direction that your nephew has taken. Look from where you are. Because there is something much more than what your nephew has taken. There are many of us who are busy looking at the things around us. Looking at this person's job. At this person's car. At this person's house. At this person's business. The Lord is saying, look from where you are. Look beyond those things. Because there is something much more for you. Hallelujah. There is something much more for you. Stop trying to look at people and compare yourself with people. Let me tell you something. Comparison will blind you to the vision of your destiny. Somebody has bought maybe a house. And maybe God has a mansion for you. But you're busy trying to compare yourself to what God, that God has given to that person. And God said, lift your eyes from that house and see what I'm giving to you in the future. Stop comparing with people. See into the future. I have a destiny for you. There is a future for you. Hallelujah. Stop looking around. Expand your focus. Hallelujah. Expand your focus. The Lord said to you, look from where you are. I know you live in this Manasseh. Look beyond Manasseh. Look beyond Virginia. Look beyond America. Hallelujah. God is saying to us as a church, look beyond this nation. That is why we are going for missions in other countries because our, our focus is not America. Our focus is the world. We are going international. We are taking nations. We are taking places. Hallelujah. Our vision is broad. We are not here to compare with local churches. We are comparing with the mandate that God has for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Look from where you are. Tell somebody God has a better option for you. Hallelujah. God has a better option for you. There are many of us who have a plan to work in a certain company. It is, it is your prayer. It's like if I get into this company, oh my God. And God is saying, look from that company and look beyond. Because I have more for you. Amen. Hallelujah. I have more for you. God is not limited by your circumstances. God has more for you than you could ever imagine. Amen. Amen. This year, may you be able to see. Hallelujah. Amen. I say, may you be able to see this year. Amen. 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 May you be able to see. When God called Jeremiah, I said, Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see the branch of a sycamore tree. He said, you've seen well. Because what you see is what you get. What you see will affect the way you live. Let me ask you a question. If God opened your eyes today to see that in three years from now, you become a millionaire, nothing today will bother you. You just, just wait and see. <laughs> you walk around with some confidence because you know what you've seen about yourself. You tell them, don't wait, don't mind where I live, don't mind the kind of car I drive. Give me three years. And you see what we become. But because we don't see anything about ourselves, we envy people, we jealous people, we gossip about people, we compare ourselves because we don't see anything about ourselves. When you start seeing into your future and see the great things that God has for you, you will not focus on the people around you. The people around you are local champions. God has a greater destiny for you. Amen. Hallelujah. See yourself in the future, not today. See yourself in the place where God is calling you to be. Hallelujah. What you see is what you get. 
The reason why God is bringing us this message is because God has a lot for us this year. But are you able to see? Are you able to see? If all you see is trouble, trouble you will get. If all you see is problems, problems you will get. If all you see is disappointment, disappointment you will get. Some of us even confess negative about ourselves. Whenever I go for interview, it never even works out. My friends go and get it. If all you see is disappointment, you'll never get it. But see yourself in that place. See yourself in that job. See yourself in that house. See yourself starting that company. See yourself expanding that business. Because if you can see it, the Lord will give it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. One of the greatest gifts that God has given to us is the power of imagination. And imagination is not about physical sight. It is seen with your mind. You are able to see with your mind. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. So even our imagination is a prayer topic. What you imagine is a prayer. As you begin to imagine yourself in that company, God is seeing your imagination. As you imagine yourself being married by December this year, God is seeing your imagination. As you imagine yourself in that house, God is seeing your imagination. And as you imagine it, it will come to pass. Amen. The beauty of imagination is this. We are able to walk into our future and see what it looks like and then come back. That is what imagination can do. Now maybe you are single, you don't have a child, but you are able to walk into your future. You see your husband and have fun with your, your kids a little bit, then come back. <laughs> That's what imagination does. Maybe you're still renting. You're able to walk into your own house and see how the house looks like and then you come back. Then you start preparing for it because if you see it, God will give it to you. Amen. Ask somebody, what do you see? What Ask somebody, what do you see? Now tell that person, I pray that you see well. I say, tell that person, I pray that you see well. Tell that person, I say, expand your focus. Expand your focus. Hallelujah. This year, what are we saying in summary? If you listen to the voice of God, keep the right company, expand your focus, then you are on your way to the divine settlement. Amen. God is taking you somewhere this year. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is taking you somewhere this year. Can we stand on our feet? We're going to pray three prayer points this morning. And those three prayer points will help us to dilute, I mean to digest this message in the name of Jesus.